Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends, recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Woo! Hello! I am so excited to talk about more The Uncanny Counter. These were good episodes. Oh, yeah. These were crazy episodes. Yeah. And, like, quick side note, I've seen online that other people say The Uncanny Encounter. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) not alone. (laughs) Um, Okay. But first, before we jump into these crazy good episodes, let's talk about where you can find us on the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Very first off, please rate and review our podcast wherever you can. Five, Five stars, stars please. only, please. Please. We love you guys. If you leave us a nice little comment, we'll read it and we'll be like, wow, thank you so much. And Jill will text me and she'll get really happy. So, Anything Fun. less than five, though, just send us an email with your suggestions and we will please it. <laughs> yes. Um, second, you can tweet us at okdramapod or... And Instagram us at OK Drama Podcast. We're also on Facebook sometimes <laughs> at OK Drama Podcast. And you can email us your um, constructive criticism and love letters <laughs> to OK Drama Podcast at gmail.com. So we are like nearly halfway through this series already, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, so, like, be on the lookout for upcoming drama stuff and eventually our polls for the okay drama awards yes on the twitter so exciting um yeah we also have a website okdrama.com where you can find past episodes and links to um fashion chingu and tebuk box we also have a patreon where you get bonus episodes and fun little stickers and patches mm-hmm. and hangouts. Jill and I might have a K-pop party if we get enough patrons. That'd so. be fun. Mm-hmm. In which you guys and I will just show Jill all of our favorite K-pop <laughs> videos. <laughs> and I'll be like, wow. Wow. Oh, he's so pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. That's some fast uh, dancing. Uh-huh. Um, and we have an Etsy where we have Yay. more fun stickers and pins and patches, and they're real cute. Super cute. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. <clears throat> I think so, too. Shall we jump into episode five? I'm very uh, excited. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. So, the Netflix synopsis is Doha Na Saves Moon. I don't like that they just call him Moon. Whatever. Okay. So Moon, from the attacks of a powerful demon with a malicious tongue. Ew. Uh, Kim Jong-young helps Motok look into his last detective case. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I, I don't know. These synopses are kind of boring, and it's yeah. like... Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, we start where episode four ended, of course, and Motok reveals that the last person he called was Somun's dad to, like, the other counter mm-hmm. guys. 
Uh, Sunlun arrives, oblivious to the whole situation, while the rest of the Noodle Gang is puzzled. They're like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So Sunlun starts working at the Noodle Shop, and while he's sweeping outside, he sees the territory pop up. And the crew is shocked when they see him touch and interact with the territory, and then they explain that no one else can do that. And he's like, what? He's just, like, playing, playing with, with it. With yeah. his fingers. Um, meanwhile, our level three spirit demon named Changshin shows up at a bakery to buy a cake for his dad's kid, which, eh, <laughs> awkward. And we see a creepy encounter with another demon person. That was weird. I know. It's like, ew. I, I didn't like, like that. that. <laughs> They have done a really good job at making these demons super fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, at the bakery, he, like, looks at her and, like, the demon face is just kind of, like, cackling. Yeah, in the like, reflection. Uh-huh. Don't like that. Um, okay. So, we end up following that demon person home, and she straight up poisons her husband with peanuts, because he's, like... Super allergic, and Uh he, like, clearly hates this man. Um, I mean, he doesn't seem great, but he doesn't seem awful either. Yeah. What he's done, but... Yeah. It's just (sighs) uncomfortable when he's, like, hugging her and trying to kiss her, and you can see Uh her, like, pulling away. It's just... Yeah. It's an uncomfortable scene. (laughs) For sure. Um, but yeah, she, like, puts a big old glob of peanut butter in his smoothie, and he goes into, like, anaphylactic shock, and she doesn't save him. Um, so, she steals his money. Like, she uses his thumb mm-hmm. to get into his phone and transfers money, puts on some super sharp fake nails, has a nice mirror chat with her demon inside, and they go shopping. Because, <laughs> like, the demon, like, grabs her through the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, we're finally meeting. <laughs> So creepy. I know. And then we we find out that she also killed her previous husband, too. Yes. And that's when the spirit, like, first came to be. Yeah. Like, found her. Bad news. Mm -mm. Bears. Not good. (laughs) Okay. So, we cut back to Changshin, who delivers the cake to his father, which is the guy from the junkyard who gave him the assignment from the last episode. So I'm still kind of having a hard time figuring out who is related to who and mm-hmm. who's who is everyone, but yeah. it's kind of coming together a little bit more. So um, Changshin is like very timid in front of his dad, and he like sheepishly admits that he killed Chairman John, which is the guy in the wheelchair from the previous episode, where he like literally cut up with scissors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So horrifying. So his dad starts to beat him in the kitchen of the restaurant. And no one cares. (laughs) No, I'm like, does he own this restaurant? Like, what's the deal? Like, Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, Changshin seems super sorry, but his demon temporarily comes out and tells his dad, like, I wanted to kill him. (laughs) And his dad's like, ooh. (laughs) So fucking creepy, these people. I know. Not good. I would be like, we are going to a priest or a shaman or something. <laughs> <Going> somewhere. <laughs> we gotta get that thing out of you. Okay. 
Back at the shop, the Noodle Gang tries to see if So Moon can summon the territory whenever he wants, since that would be like a huge advantage for them. So Moon wonders if he can do it, since it seems like it always pops up when he needs it to. And then we get a funny scene of him yelling and just kind of like being a goof, like trying to summon the mm-hmm. territory. But his attempts are unsuccessful, so the crew gives up and eats ice cream instead. <laughs> they're just a fun little gang. So, while they're eating ice cream, Somun and Hana have a vision of another level 3 spirit. It's the crazy woman from before. And apparently she's killed a previous husband, as you said, mm-hmm. or have been, question mark, I don't know. And now she's at the mall, just like, you know, living, living her, her little... Life best demon life Mm -hmm. spending her dead husband's money so the gang rushes to the department store where somun and hana saw her and they split up to try to find her um the rest of the gang warns somun to be careful but of course he's the one who ends up finding her and the demon woman also catches the attention of the mall security team after she savagely rips the necklace off of a saleswoman ne- saleswoman's neck. She, like, She's just, like, her. off her fucking rocker at this point. Oh, yeah, just, like, out in the open, like, talking to her demon self. And being, like, crazy aggressive towards regular people, like... Yeah. It's just weird, like, <laughs> not even trying to hide the fact that you're a crazy person here. Yeah, like, at least Chongqing is, like, super on the down low Mm -hmm. and just, like, hides out and Mm -hmm. wears his, like, little hood. But she's, like, out here flaunting it. I think her demon is very excited to be out in the open. Uh Uh-huh. They're besties now. Mm Uh-huh. So. uh, So Moon follows her into an elevator and calls for his team. And they eventually end up alone on the elevator after the other shoppers get out. And she beats the crap out of Simon. Like, <laughs> he is no match for her. Mm-hmm. Or he was, like, not prepared. So, uh, thankfully, Hana shows up and they start to fight. And she lasts a little longer than Simon. But the spirit does get the best of her. Um, the evil woman spirit reads Hana's memories while she's, like, choking her Uh which is like really scary and we see that hana's family died and i said maybe from poison like it kind of looked like they were all throwing up Mm -hmm. and like it's unclear to me like if her sister is still alive or if her sister died also Mm -hmm. um but the demon is like taunting her and eventually someone comes to his senses and steps in but the demon still seems stronger than both of them because they're both not at their full strength because mm-hmm. she beat them up. So it's a rough fight. Thankfully, the elevator finally stops on Motok's floor and he punches her super hard. But then he realizes the cops slash security team guys are already there. So he hands her over and then they run away because <laughs> they're like, hey, wait. And he's like, nope, sorry, gotta go. Bye. Um, so... The Noodle Gang explains to Somun that sometimes earthly law enforcement catches the demon person before they can, so they just have to wait and kind of keep an eye on them. That sucks. I know. It's like, well, how are you supposed to free the eaten spirit? Yeah, like, that's that's the part that's really troublesome. Yeah. The gang arrives back at the shop, but Hana is still upset and refuses to be healed by Mayok. 
She starts hitting a punching bag and crying downstairs, like just trying to get everything out. But then Sunmoon shows up and grills her some meat since she says she since she said the sound of it soothes her, like mm-hmm. earlier in the car when they were talking about like getting into the zone or whatever. Um, he opens up a little bit more about his painful past, and we learn that his best friend used to bully him. <laughs> um, but yeah, now they're best friends now. Um, and it seems like he's cheered her up. And we get a little scene of them sparring and looking cool, and, like, they're clearly becoming more friendly with each other. Yeah, definitely. Sweet babies. And, like, it makes me sad that Hana is just, like, keeping all of this to herself. Mm-hmm. It's tough. <sighs> very, very private. Um, so, Motok is still up to his detective shenanigans and reaches out to Detective Kim about Kim Young-nim's disappearance case. They go to her old apartment and fly- find bloodstains on the walls. And again, Kim Young-nim was like, I guess her information was in Motok's old phone mm-hmm. before he died. So they take swabs of the blood and he starts to look at her more affectionately. And he apologizes for not remembering her, but she gets called away to another case. And it's the chairman's murder case. I know. So, Soon is about to go home, but ends up following Hana. She goes to visit her old house, and Soon reveals himself when they find one of Soon's classmates and her little sister living in the house, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, these two old babies squatting in, like, an abandoned house. Um, I know. They beg Somun not to turn them in since they don't want to live with their father, so he calls Motok to ask for guidance. Meanwhile, we get scenes of the shitty, corrupt police force dealing with the chairman's murder. The mayor and his cronies have already bribed the police chief to cover it up, and he looks so uncomfortable during all mm-hmm. of this. And I'm like, guy, if you have an issue with it, you need to resign. Yeah. Like, you Do need the to resign. right thing. Yeah, you need to resign, and you need to, like call in an anonymous tip and then like get the fuck out of korea if you have to Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i mean i know it it almost seems like to the k2 level where they could like have people find you yeah but i mean at what cost like (laughs) yeah this is it's it's overboard this whole police station is just completely fucked like that girl is the only fucking normal person there who's trying to do the right thing and now her Mm -hmm. assistant but, yeah. like, nobody else is trying to actually solve crimes or help people. Mm-hmm. It's really shitty. Um, so, the other shitty detectives show up to the crime scene, but thankfully Detective Kim and her partner got there first, and they lock the dudes out, <laughs> which was so satisfying to mm-hmm. watch. And they're like, ah, like, banging, banging on the doors. And I'm like, don't destroy the evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get your fucking hands off those doors. Okay. So, they are able to let the CSI guys do their work, and she tells her partner to take in as much information as possible, since it's already getting fishy. It's like, we might not have access to this Mm -hmm. anymore, so, like, take it all in now. Yeah. Also, her poor little assistant partner guy was, like, horrified, and it was unclear to me, did the guy cut out the other guy's organs and, like, put them in the safe? I think so. That's, like really intense. I think that's what he was cutting. 
Okay, like cutting the organs out of his body. Yeah. So gross. Uh, I don't like that. It's really scary. It's disgusting. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And this seems like his first big case. Like, poor, poor guy. Boy. I know. Poor guy to be like in a case like this. It's really like crazy and upsetting and traumatic. And then to be in such a shitty fucking force. Yeah, where it's like clearly a cover up job and like super high profile. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. crazy. Yeah. So Motok ri- arrives at Hana's old house right before the demolition crew, aka Changyu, the Draggies gang, shows up. So I don't know what it is with these demolition crews, because <laughs> it reminded me in to like uh, what's that movie the the uh, along with the gods. Uh huh. Where they had that demolition crew come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, are these guys Cause just, trouble. like, fucking gangsters? Like, what's happening here? Do they just hire people who like to break shit, or what? <laughs> the noodle gang starts to beat up the crew, so they leave the girls alone. Also, like, how shitty to, like, intimidate these poor girls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Motok spots Changyu. He is high as a kite. From, I'm assuming, cocaine. Mm-hmm, something. So then the demolition crew recognize Motok and are shocked since he's supposed to be dead. Motok jumps on Changyu's car and confronts him. Because <clears throat> he's like, he kind of recognizes him, but he doesn't really know why he recognized mm-hmm. him other than from the police station. But Changyu is like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So then we see a flashback of Changyu stabbing Motok from when he right before he went into the coma. But Motok jumps off the building and his body lands on a parked car. But then we see right before he jumped off the building, he tells Changyu that he'll remember his face. Mm-hmm. End of episode. I just don't understand how nobody knew Motok was alive. When he's, like, living in the same city, like... I know. He's never left, and he's, like, working at what seems like a really amazing hole-in-the-wall noodle shop that, like, everyone mm-hmm. frequents. Yeah, they say, like, they it's, like, all over social media and stuff. Yeah, I just don't understand how nobody has recognized him. No one has mm-hmm. seen him, like, just out and about, you know? Yeah, it's also kind of crazy that, like... We'll see it in episode six, but that, like, no one even bothered to follow up with it. Like, Mm -hmm. they just trusted the word of these two, like, shitty gangster druggies. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Someone, it seems like this important enough to, like, assassinate. Like, you're not going to check your work. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure that the job has been done. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But jumping into episode six... Synopsis says, while the counters attempt to keep the truth behind his painful past from Moon, he discovers a mysterious memory card among his parents' belongings. Mm-hmm. So we pick up right where Five ended. Um, the demolition crew has run off because they've been beaten up and they're freaked out from seeing Motok. Um, Hana, Motok, and Somun drag Chungyu. Chung-gyu. Oh, wait, so Hana can read his memory. 
and she's able to confirm that he did in fact stab Motok, but most of his memories are really fuzzy because he's so drugged up and like just mm-hmm. can't recall that far back. Um, she does see that he seems to be working for his brother, though. Mm-hmm. The crew finds out his brother happens to be an executive at Tation mm-hmm. Group, which is the company that is involved with the mayor and all of the redevelopment. So it's just going all the way to the top, as we know. Mm-hmm. Everything's weirdly connected. Uh, they decide to use Chungyu as bait to lure out his brother. So they just put him in a huge bag and they ad- address it to Hongyu and they leave it outside of the company headquarters. And it just looks yeah. like a bag of garbage with his name on it. Uh-huh, that's crazy. Yeah. And like as he's leaving the company, like the building, he sees the bag and he goes over to it and just sees his brother. I, I guess that's his brother. Yeah, and his security guy is like, I'll go look in it for you. He's like, no, no, I'll look at it. I'm like, oh, no, if I had a security team, yeah. I'd be like, um, I'm not looking in, in that suspicious package. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, let's call the fucking cops first. I'm just, like, slightly confused with everyone's familial relationships. Mm-hmm. Because the guy who is beating him up, is that his dad? Wait, what? The guy that beat him up in the kitchen? That's a different person. No, I'm I'm saying oh. that is that his dad? Is that Changyu's dad? Oh, is that Changyu? No, I don't think so. Cuz they word it in a weird way like he's his son is what I got from subtitles unless I'm crazy. Okay, cuz yeah, Changxin the demon is the son of the guy who beat him up. And then Changyu is, like, the druggie whose brother is the Taishin executive. So I think those are two different families. Okay. Gotcha. I'm confused. Okay. I'm confusing two shitheads, I guess? Yeah. I, I think you're confusing the demon and the druggie. Maybe. Is that what's happening? Why well, thought? Hmm. I'm so confused with who's who. Okay. Do those guys just look really similar? They're both bald. But Changyu is, like, kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And he's older. So if we think about it, Changyu was on the roof with Motok mm-hmm. when Motok died. Mm-hmm. And Chongxin was in the truck that hit someone's parents. Okay. Spoiler. So they're both, <laughs> they're the both, they're both related. Like, related to the the crime. To the crime, yeah. They're both involved because it seems like there are, like, three groups. There's, like, the mayor and his shit. There's, like, the Tatian people and their shit. And then there's, like, the third group, which I think might be related to, like, the mayor's business partner guy. Okay. And so they, they all have their shit involved in this case. But, yeah, Chongqing the demon kills Soman's parents and... Changyu tried to kill Motok. Yeah. So. I feel really dumb just thinking these were the same guys. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> they look so much alike and they do. that other one's always wearing like a hood. Yeah. I don't, I'm confused. Okay. I'm just gonna pretend like I know what's happening now. Okay. Um, okay. 
serve. Also, their names are kind of similar, too. Yeah. And, and I, I don't really pay attention to their names either, I feel like, because okay. I'm, like, reading the actual story uh-huh. of what's happening, and I'm not really looking at faces either, I feel like. Uh, yeah, that's it's, kind of. It's the subtitle issue. Mm-hmm. So if they look just, like, kind of similar and they're both shitty... I just, I guess, assumed it was the same person. You're like, okay, it's a bald shithead. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. okay. Um, so <clears throat> they they leave this guy out at the headquarters. He gets found mm-hmm. in the bag, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, someone's friends start telling him about a crazy story of a woman who attacked people at the mall. And it gets really kind of awkward because the friends start pushing him to fess up that it was him. Because mm-hmm. they mentioned how there was a guy with curly hair. That, like, helped to catch her. Mm-hmm. And they just assume it's been him. Which also, I have to say, I really thought it was so dumb when they showed Motak when he first, like, woke up from his coma. And his hair just started curling oh, through yeah. the bandages. <laughs> like, it just looked so fucking stupid. These <laughs> funny. Little curls just <laughs> pumping out. So weird. Um... But they really want him to tell them what what's going on and, like, what he did. And mm-hmm. he jokingly runs away from them on his bike but ends up near the intersection where his parents died. He starts to panic, but his friends are supportive and they tell him that if he ever wants to go there, they'll be there for him and they'll go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut back to the gangsters and Changyu, who is chilling in a factory-looking sort of hospital bed. Um, Honggyu his brother, comes in to check on him and asks what happened the night before. Then one of the other dudes comes in, like, one of the other guys that was there. And mm-hmm. at first it's really funny because he comes in with, like, snacks, kind of, uh-huh. like, dancing He's in. Like, hey. and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then he realizes who's there and he gets really scared. Uh-huh. But he um, says that Motok was there. And Changyu can't believe it's actually Motok. And he doesn't remember anything because they erased his memory. But well, Hangyu, and he was so high, too. Yeah. But Hangyu starts to suspect that Changyu didn't actually confirm his death. And he's like, no, like, we we made sure. Mm-hmm. We checked. He was dead. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't. They just looked at him from the roof. Um, And then Hangyu, at this point, is, like, super pissed. So he tells the gangster guys to find Motok and bring him in. And then a little later in the episode, we see Chunky confront the girls living in Hana's old house. Oh, so yeah. stressful. Yeah, creepy <clears throat> and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, So Moon and Motok continue to investigate the ties between Hangyu and Chunggyu and Kim Young Nim. So Moon senses there is something fishy going on and also reveals that his parents' team was investigating Hangyu. He also goes through the parents' belongings um, just to see, like, what he can find, I guess, mm-hmm. in anything that they had. It sucks that all he has is, like, a little box of memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as he's kind of going through things, he finds a memory card that's hidden in his dad's notebook. He puts the memory card in his phone and sees a suspicious video of cars driving by at night. And there's, like, zero information of what this is or what it means. You mm-hmm. just see cars zooming by. Mm-hmm. Motok takes Somon with him to the lab, and Motok clearly enjoys hanging out with Somon. Like, they get along really nice. It's mm-hmm. it's a cute relationship that they have. Yeah. Uh, Somon stays in the car while Motok talks to Detective Kim, 
and she tells him about another case she's working on. He wants to help, but she won't let him. And then she tells Motok she'll run the blood samples through their database to see if they get any matches, but then has to run after getting another phone call. And mm-hmm. as she's going back to her car, Somun is sitting in, the, in his car and he recognizes her. And then we get a flashback of Detective Kim Jong-young interviewing him after the accident. And he's, like, really little, and he won't mm-hmm. talk because he blames himself. Sad. And his grandmother's, like, trying to get him to speak, and he's just looking out the window all sad. Um, and then someone tells Motok that he recognizes her, and they realize that the suspect in her murder case is a demon after they find bloody footprints on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. They see, like, they see, like, weird little glass bloody footprints. Mm-hmm. And then, like... And then those footprints disappear, and they check up on the roof, and they see mm-hmm. it up top. There's also a funny scene with the little chubby kid. And they oh, yeah, just, they're like, look over there. Look over there. And then when he turns back, he sees, like, the very, like, tail end of them jumping over, and the little boy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just see? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so, at some point in the episode, Song Peel, who is... Chung Shin's dad mm-hmm. tries to kill his son after being pressured by Hong Gyu. And then, and so this is like, again, where it gets confusing with people being connected and like weird. Yeah, I kind of left this out in the previous episode, but it was like the scene where um, all of these like freaking corrupt officials are trying to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Hong Gyu from Taishin is, like, trying to clean everything up. And so, I guess, uh, what's his name? Sung Peel is, like, the the hitman organizer, or, like, the mm-hmm. guy who, maybe not the hitman, because they weren't supposed to kill the chairman. They were just supposed to, like, I guess, bully him. Yeah, something. Yeah, and so Hong Yu tells Sung Peel, like, if your dude keeps fucking up, like, you need to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want, if you can't do it, then I'll get one of my guys to do it. Yeah. And then Song Peel gets all pissed off. Yeah. So at this point, he feels like he must kill um, Chung Shin. Mm-hmm. And they're like sitting together at like a junkyard, and he brings mm-hmm. him a drink or whatever, and they're talking about like how he fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Chung Shin seems like kind of slow. Mm-hmm. But he also loves his dad, and he talks about, like, he still has, like, a wallet that he's had since he was a kid, and mm-hmm. in there is, like, a ticket to, like, a baseball game or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then his dad tells him, like, when you drink, you're supposed to turn away from your elders, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out the gun and is holding it, and the demon, like, realizes that there's a gun pointed at him and the mm-hmm. sun like starts to change and um the demon is able to force him to turn the gun on himself on Sangpil's self and mm-hmm. eventually pull the trigger <sighs> it's really fucked up and crazy i know i was like ooh this is going to scary <laughs> yeah it was creepy uh-huh um motak and somun start going through evidence back at the noodle shop but someone gets suspicious when he sees Motok trying to hide papers from him. He eventually realizes that his parents were involved with this case, too. 
Motok reveals that Somun's parents were actually murdered, and Somun, of course, freaks out. Mm-hmm. Hana and Mayok come in after hearing the shouting. Somun can tell that they all knew about his parents and were hiding it from him. So he lashes out at the gang and runs away after Hana mentions that he may have a memory of the killer hidden away in his brain. Somun calls his friends and he begs them to go to the intersection with him. And he's very distraught and almost gets hit by a big truck. And he's begging himself to remember what happened. And then thankfully his friends like pull him out from the road. But it's just like so fucked up. Like this truck doesn't even attempt to stop. It's so far away. Yeah. And there's like multiple. There's like honking. There's like two moments where these trucks and cars and stuff just like zoom by, even though they see like a bike on the road or like a person there, and they're just like, I guess I'm gonna hit him. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't use my brakes. (laughs) So crazy. I feel like I have PTSD from the show and fucking Goblin because I saw. a big truck, not like an 18-wheeler, but a truck of, you know, that type of size, mm-hmm. um, driving down the street when I was, like, getting ready to turn out of my neighborhood, and I was like, oh, God, one of those <laughs> trucks. <laughs> so oh scary. <laughs> um, the next day, Mayok is stressed as Somun keeps ignoring her calls. His phone is just fucking straight up off. Mm-hmm. Hana waits for Somun at his house and tells him she can help him remember and then we get, like, a dumb funny scene of Somun introducing Hana to his grandparents as his girlfriend, mm-hmm. even though she clearly tells him not to say that. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Motak and Mayok go to Young to confront their spirit people about why Somun hasn't gotten to see his parents yet. And they're saying, like, you made this promise to him, you need to keep it. What are y'all mm-hmm. doing up here? Y'all are just fucking sitting here doing nothing. Yeah, it's and funny because Mayok is like, this time, like, we'll beg them and, like, we'll be nice. Like, we're not going to yell. Yelled at them. Yeah, and <laughs> she goes in there like, what the fuck is happening? Uh-huh. Yeah, Mayok hopes that if someone can see his parents, he will feel better about the whole situation and he'll kind of calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then the spirits are like, well, they haven't ascended. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what? Uh-huh. And then they realize, like, that means that either, one, they're roaming the netherworld, two, they've turned into evil spirits, or three, they've been eaten by an evil spirit. Not good. We can guess which one. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to Hana and Somun delving into Somun's memory. Hana is supportive, but she tells him that he can't disrupt the memory, like, he can't do anything that's mm-hmm. going to change the actions of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're in the car as Somun relives a tragic accident. Somun is sobbing and he's grieving the death of his parents again as Hana observes who the murderers are. Somun and Hana watch as Somun's parents' souls are consumed by an evil spirit. Hana then recognizes the spirit as the level three she fought earlier. And it is Chungshin. Mm-hmm. Hana follows him. To get, like, a clear visual of him, like, making sure, like, holy shit, it is him. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly, this fucking demon, like, his eyes, like, start to turn to the left where oh, she's so standing. Creepy. And look at her. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, kind of freaking out, like, he can't see me. What is happening? Yeah, and like, then this the can't demon, be real. Yeah, and then the demon starts to threaten her, and he's like, you're the bitch from earlier. 
It's like, I'm going to remember you. Yeah, I'm going to remember your fucking face so I can kill you. Ugh, so scary. And she's, like, fucking terrified. And she's telling Moon like, we need to go. And then Moon starts heading towards Chungshin. But Hana's telling him, like, no, stay calm. Like, we can't do this. He ignores mm-hmm. her. He punches Chungshin. But then Chungshin grabs him by the throat. And he's like, oh, I guess you're the little boy in the car. And then it's the end of the episode, and everything is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, what is real? What's real life here? What's going on? Yeah. Like, how does... How does your... Because it's not like they travel back in time. Like, they just went to a memory. So, yeah. like, how does that work? Yeah. It's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> this is shit I don't get. <laughs> Confusing things. Um, Yeah. Like, that demon is just so fucking strong now. Mm-hmm. He can sense everything. Yeah. I mean, he can, like, defy the real world and force the dad to pull the gun on himself. Yeah. Like, that's, that was crazy. It's a very, very strong demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, if the... If that woman demon is going to come back in some way. Mm-hmm. And like, what if they team up? Or, like, I don't know. Like, because... Yeah, it was interesting how she, like, looked at him. Uh-huh. Also, it seems like Chong Shin is, like, kind of dependent on his dad. Mm-hmm. Because um, they, they even say, like, he doesn't have a social security number. Like, it seems like this person is, like, not... On the grid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how they kept him. Like, I, I guess he was born at home and no one ever, like, told anyone about it. Like, Yeah, there's some fuckery weird. happening. Like, also the he, fact that the dad has this little son now who, uh-huh. like, gets seemingly all the attention. Yeah. And has a great life. It doesn't seem like this guy had any of that growing up. The most right. it seems he had was a baseball game that he holds on to. Yeah. And then I didn't really write it down, but like all of the crazy stuff in Kim Young Nim's apartment where like was the chairman at her place when she died, like mm-hmm. yes, because his... there's there's a book of that guy. Uh-huh. And in there is like it shows him and then there's a photo of that girl that was murdered. And the mayor. Or that that is missing. Yes. But presumed murdered. Because there's her blood on the wall. Yeah. And she and, was pregnant. Yep. And, and there was body. animal blood. <laughs> yep. Yep. Fucked up. <sighs> yeah. Crazy. Do you have any predictions? <laughs> I don't know. I felt good about my prediction of, like, coming true that someone's parents were eaten. Yeah. Um, but I was, I think I kind of threw it out there last week, like, oh, well, maybe it was Chungshin, like, the demon guy, but I was wondering how old he was. Mm-hmm. But I, so I guess he was, like, 19 when he did that. So he's been, like, living with these spirits for mm-hmm. seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, I'm curious who that woman was pregnant by. Yeah. 
I would so, think it would need to be like a mayor. Yeah. Someone of high importance. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and like the mayor. So the mayor's dad used to work for the chairman, also. So mm-hmm. I'm like trying to con- remember how like they're all connected. Mm-hmm. And like the mayor's business partner who rents the land from the chairman. I don't know how he's connected to all this either. Mm-hmm. That's how it's. That's like the confusing part to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it was like a shady pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want it coming out. Mm-hmm. But then there's all this stuff about the radioactivity from like episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, where does that come into play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, was she about to expose something? Like, yeah. I wonder, because if she's like, I'm pregnant, I like I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pregnant, it's your baby, and you're fucking up the planet. <laughs> yeah, you're poisoning everyone. Uh, yeah. Wow. What's with the animal blood, too? <laughs> That's the know. weird part to me. Like, because even when you cook, you don't usually have, like, blood. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. It's weird. Unless she had a pet or something. Maybe. And I know, like, sometimes, like, I've seen in, like, historical dramas or whatever, like, um, shamans or, like, witches or whatever use animal blood for, like, rituals and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, that seems weird for this setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, totally. I don't know so crazy i i can't think of anything to predict i'm just like i need to know what happens next (laughs) yeah need to watch more (laughs) Uh um okay do you have any fashion yes god no no i got nothing (laughs) i just like the detective's oversized denim jacket and mm-hmm. her little bob, not bob, like pixie mm-hmm. kind of thing. I feel like she looks better with that hair than she did with her long hair in the Yeah, flashback. I agree. So, um, but yeah, just a lot of tracksuits and <laughs> business attire mm-hmm. and school uniforms going on. Yeah, so. nothing really exciting on this series, fashion-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay if the story is exciting. Yes, yes. <laughs> but if the story blows and there's not even anything good to look at, then ugh. That's when we get into a different <laughs> drama. <laughs> um, okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Mm. You can say yours first. Okay. I said, um, someone's friends just being, like, so supportive of him. They were mm-hmm. so sweet, and mm-hmm. it kind of made me tear up. I was like, oh. <laughs> They're just, like, holding him while he's crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I think I had one more thing written down, but I can't remember. Um, you have the thing about the grandpa. Oh, yeah. I thought <laughs> the grandpa being like, keep your door open. <laughs> 
was funny. And it just makes me happy because it seems like Moon hasn't really gotten to live, like, a normal yeah. teenage life. And I feel happy for his grandpa being like, oh, like, not that his, I guess, disability or whatever mm-hmm. made him not normal. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. his grandpa's just happy. He has a girlfriend and I don't know. It's yeah, cute. he's going out and doing things. Yeah, but then his grandma being like, who's this bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. Or whatever. <laughs> um, I will say Hana kind of reliving her memory of her family. Because mm-hmm. that's just, like, really sad. And it's, like, a sad I love you moment. Yeah, her her missing parents. her family. Yeah. And not feeling like she can talk to anyone about it. Yeah, I hope she eventually opens up. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll okay. happen, and it'll happen with Soul Moon. Yeah. So, like we said, next week will be the um, halfway mark. And I'm just wondering, like, if they're going to ride this, like, Chongxin demon story all the way through, or if, mm-hmm. like... That's going to be, like, a mid-series finale. Yeah. And then they're gonna, like, find well, another... Yeah, I mean, shit's already getting crazy at the end of this episode, like... Mm-hmm. Because he knows what both of them look like. Yeah. I feel like they have to wrap it up with Chongqing, maybe, but then, like, switch gears to the mayor. Especially cause... now that, like, his dad is dead. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... It doesn't seem like he has a lot of people to turn to. Mm-hmm. He might um, just start to go crazier at this point. Yeah. And um, also, I think, was it Motok or somebody? So, like, they're in that town because it's, like, a hotbed of mm-hmm. demon activity. So it's, like, I don't know. I feel like they have to deal with the mayor and, like, all of that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, it seems like within these next two episodes, they can close up the case of... Chongqing and his parents and stuff, someone's mm-hmm. parents, and like let them ascend or whatever, get to see them. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there's still everything with Motok and how now bad people know he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his girlfriend or mm-hmm. Detective Kim. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to see them be together and be happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't really have anything for other drama corner. So, I guess that's it. Do you have anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Just watch the next two eps and be yes. ready. Be ready for more craziness. Because <laughs> I am certainly ready. Okay. Well, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, drama. Goodbye.